1: That's eight three three nine nine five gold. Eight three three nine nine five G O L D. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Doctor Jesse Friday final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. Man, I don't even know where to begin. You know where I want to begin though? Somewhere really, really important.
0: Aye, 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 aye. I am the Frito Bandido, hey, I like Fritos Corn Chips, I love them, I do. I want Fritos Corn Chips, I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos Corn Chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Munch, munch, munchy-bunchy munch,
1: Fritos. Ah, oh, that's so beautiful. Jesse! I am a loyal podcast listener. Love the show. Don't forget, that reminds me, if you miss any part of the show or you can't, can't catch it live, whatever, they podcast the show all three hours. Again, hold on one second. Chris, have you talked to the Suits about the splitting the show up in three-hour thing? What are they saying? Did, why are we, We're stuck with this for how long? Forever? No, we've got to fix this. It's such a pain for people to have to download all three. All right. Well, anyway... All three hours, separated out, can be downloaded at iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. I just download it and listen at your leisure. I almost said leisure there, Chris, because that's what fancy people say. I think you can say them both. I think you have to be British or something to say leisure, but whatever. I do that sometimes. Sometimes instead of schedule, I say schedule so people think I'm highly educated. What? That's what educated people say. Hey, Jesse, recently found out my town Bartlesville, Oklahoma is having a Pride Lives Here trans event at what we call the Unity Square on September 10th, advertised as family-friendly, of course. Several of us are are fired up about this and are making calls to see how the event was approved and what can be done to cancel the event. I know you've had some success getting these, these things shut down, so any advice would be appreciated. Also, one more wrinkle. One of the sponsors for the event, Philip 66, um, says he has to be careful, whatever. I'm not going to go into the details. I don't want to get the guy in trouble. Thanks for all you do and for keeping me laughing. If I can, cons- If I consume the news from other sources, it's depressing. And while it's not always good news coming out of your mouth, somehow you deliver it in a way that keeps spirits up and motivates me to keep fighting back. Yeah, remember, remember. We were given this period of time on purpose to live through. There ain't no need crying about it. We can be honest about how bad things are, but we're sp- we're here on purpose, right? Not on accident. Now, here's what happened. It, 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 something very similar. All right, let me just tell you how to get this done. This is what happened in my area. Same thing. Blood ray area. And all of a sudden, there was a July 4th parade coming up, and people started reaching out to me. That we had some hardcore LGBTQ anti-gun communist activist leading the parade. as the marshal of the parade. And people said, Jesse, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Here's what we did. You can apply these lessons to your little town. Now, obviously, I had had the power of this platform that helped uh, considerably. But believe me, you can do this. You can make this happen. Even in small red towns like the small town in Oklahoma, the communist, he gets there and he understands. Remember the communist has ne- uh, never concerned himself with popularity, with being popular. He never He's never concerned himself with being the majority. Now he, he wouldn't mind having the majority, but he understands the religion of death and destruction will be a hard sell. They've always understood that. So they're always based things on deception And they base things on acquiring key positions. They did the same thing where I live. You have this hardcore red area. Okay, well, the communist moves to the uh, hardcore red area, like my area, like this little town in Oklahoma. You move to a hardcore red area. What do you do? Check out the restaurants. Find yourself a church. Get to know your neighbors. Go to the gun range. Go to your job. Normal things. You live a normal life. The communist doesn't think in those terms. Remember, he's, he's busy. He's devoutly serving his God. He moves to a red area. While you're enjoying the fruits of living in a red area, he is figuring out where the key positions of power are so he can manipulate his minority status into having your area his area. So they will immediately... Even in small red towns, I've experienced this. They will seek out positions of power you ignore or don't even know exist. How did that How did that card-carrying communist that ended up having to back out, by the way, how did that card-carrying communist end up getting appointed to lead a marshal parade? Well, here's how. It came from the parks department of my area. We found this out as we were digging through it. And then we found okay, well, who at the Parks Department? How did that go? Oh, there was a steering committee hearing where someone appointed a steering committee. And then this steering committee decided, someone on the steering committee decided, well, let's find this Marxist who hates America, and that's the person who should lead the parade. Well, Well, I didn't know anything about a steering committee. You don't know about a steering committee, and let me explain why you don't. Let me explain why why these things happen. It's very difficult because it's their religion. It's not your religion. Your city, even your small one, your small town, I guarantee they have a website. They have a uh, Facebook page. I bet you money. Your small town, small red town, I bet you money they put out a regular newsletter. Maybe it's by email. Maybe it's a physical newsletter. Well, here's the thing. Let's say there's 100 people in your small town and only five of them are communists. The 95 people who aren't probably will never get most definitely will never read that newsletter, that newsletter that informs people about steering committees and upcoming events and little voting things. The communists, all five of them. They will be subscribers to that newsletter. They will comb through every single word and they will seek out the positions of power they can acquire for themselves. I've read it to you before. I I lost the email now. It was a long time ago. Uh, There's a former communist, many of them, but a former communist who emailed into the show and she was trying to explain to you and me the mentality. This human being explained in this email that she missed one local election Just didn't go vote. Uh, Didn't explain why, but didn't go vote in a local election. A local election. You don't even vote in most of your local elections. She missed one. She was so distraught. She was so indoctrinated with her communist religion. Her religion that tells her she needs to be involved in every election. She was so distraught over missing one local election vote. She had to go see a therapist. That's how committed they are. And that's how it happens in a red town near you. While you're busy enjoying small town USA in church on Sunday, they're combing through the latest city newsletter so they can figure out. Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. We have unity square. Hey, what if we organize the, what if we organized the big gay pride event? They never concern themselves with majorities. They're going to go seek out all the positions of, of power they can find and they'll get the, the, the event organized, and it will kick off. That's the bad news. That's the how they do it. How do you stop it? That's the good news. You do have the numbers if you can find people willing to use them. Find out. You should be blowing up the City Hall phone number as we speak. You and all of your friends. Get on a group text. Put out a group Facebook post. Put out group messages out there. You need to go knock on the on the neighbor's door. You need to organize the way they organize. Start melting phones. The good news is your small town, they get two phone calls a day. One's for a lost cat and the other one, someone clogged the toilet. They've never been deluged with phone calls from you and 50 others, 100 others, 200 others expressing your outrage. At first, they'll do what they did in my hometown. They'll all pass the buck. I don't know who did it. Uh, Maybe this person. Uh, It was this department. Nope, Uh, it was this department. Oh, my goodness, it's too many messages. 24 hours, boom, it was shut down, and that communist was gone. You can be an activist, too, and you must. That's why I talk about when you move to a red area, you must move there and don't just enjoy the fact your life is better. It will be better. You must move to a red area and become an activist yourself. You have to seek out those positions of power the way the communist seeks them out. And you have to be hyper aware because he is always consuming, ravenously roaming to and fro over the earth, looking to devour and consume and kill. That is how the communist thinks. You don't think in those terms. I don't think in those terms. So it's hard for us to see what he's going to do next. But we can learn from him, right? That happens in a small town near you. You can organize, though, and you can stop it, and I believe you will. Go make it happen, all right? All right. Dr. Fauci thinks he's the science. Joe Biden thinks he's America. Where, where does this way of thinking come from? We'll talk about that. Hang on.
0: This is The Jesse Kelly Show. the trash to the garbage around
1: It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't forget, you can email the show jesse at com. jesse at com. Democracy cannot survive when one side believes there are only two outcomes to an election. Either they win or they were cheated. That was Joe Biden from last night. Chris put together a pretty sweet little montage. It's a couple minutes long. I... I personally really enjoy it
0: you can run the best campaign you can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you
1: how can you win with russian interference though that's what i'm thing. scared about no, it but, in 2020 but
0: rightly because right. i think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win so how do you you know fight against that in 2020 you are absolutely right he's an illegitimate president in <laughs> my mind would you be my vice president <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election, and he was put into office because of the Russians' interference. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this. President-elect as a legitimate president you said you believe
1: that russia's interference altered the outcome of the election
0: i do we have a president who if in fact it is proven uh has been assisted by the russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president the one thing that trump is fearful of
1: Mm -hmm. dear symmetrical handsome oracle buenos tardes
0: buenos tardes
1: buenos tardes to you too buddy you use the term communist all the time, but how does that differ from cultural Marxist? Please help us understand. You make my day better by reminding me I'm not alone. <laughs> Listen, thank you, says I can use her name. Her name's Diana. All right, cultural Marxist and communist is the same thing. Let's, let's go over something here because I realize we've got some new listeners to the show, and that's good thing, so let's go over something here. You know the basis of what communism is. Government owns everything, no private property, no private businesses. That, that, that's, that's the dictionary definition of communism. That was what they did or attempted to do in the Soviet Union. Now, the Soviet Union, they knew that us, the land of the free, they knew we were their number one ideological enemy. They also knew, contrary to what you read and what how you remember it, like I remember as a kid, they were the big, bad Soviet Union, the angry grizzly bear and, and whatnot. I didn't ever grasp when I was a kid how far behind us they were economically. and they, just, they were small potatoes compared to us. They had a lot of nukes, and they put all their money into their military, so that was scary, but still. They knew. They knew very well they could not win. They weren't going to out-economy econ- us. I don't think that's a word, but I just used it. They weren't going to out-economy us. Okay, They knew that. So what were they going to do? What they were going to do was they were going to come over here, take over our education system, and they were going to pour communism into our young people. They were going to do it on the sly and behind your back so you didn't know, and they were going to pour anti-Americanism into our schools. I'm going to play this for you again. I've played it before. It's important you hear it and remember it. This is Yuri Bezmanov, former KGB. He defected to the West. This interview is from 1984. It's two minutes long, so sit back and be patient. This is him describing what they did, and I'll describe how this turned into cultural Marxism here in just a second. Here's Yuri Bezmenov laying it out for you.
0: Ideological subversion is, is the slow process, which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, активные мероприятия, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already uh, for the last 25 years. Actually it's over fulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously, not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures. Even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it.
1: None of that sounds familiar, does it, at all? We don't, we're certainly not a demoralized society, are we? Anyway, okay, so how, how does that explain communism versus cultural Marxism? What's the difference? Understand this. You think communism is what the dictionary definition tells you it is. You're thinking about it wrong. That's not it. Communism is not some workers thing or government ownership of this. Communism is a religion of destruction and domination. What it does is it seeks out the cracks in a society, whatever those cracks may be, so it can fill them up with water, and then freeze them to break the society apart. That's what communism is. We didn't have workers who were struggling in this country. Our workers have a very high standard of living. So the communists could never get a, tr- could never get a foothold here. They needed other cracks. Those cracks didn't exist. So they went searching and they found them. That's cultural Marxism. I'll explain what cracks they found in just a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Back to what we were talking about. Why do I call them communists? But then I say cultural Marxists. And what's the difference? There is no difference. The communists are cultural Marxists. They tried to get a foothold here in America with all that worker stuff that worked in the Soviet Union because the Soviet Union has so many urban, poor, urban workers who were starving to death. So you could bring them a message. American workers were never living that life. So it fell on deaf ears. Well, the communist doesn't back off. it does isn't back away. Well, oh, well, their workers have it fine. No, he had to go searching for other cracks in, in America, frankly, in all of the West. What cracks did he find here? Feminism, that was a big one. Remember, we think about modern-day feminism as that's the, these are the real, real ugly feminists. Uh, These are the hags, right? These are the ones who were really nasty. There were tons of nasty feminists back in the 19-teens. In the 19-teens, marching down the streets, men are evil, we're oppressed, all that crap. They found feminists very early on. They were unhappy, malcontents with America, they knew that's a crack. Ooh, let's get in. Let's exploit that crack. And they did by passing the 19th Amendment. But anyway, it's the civil rights. It's an obvious one, right? How many black people had been oppressed in this country and thought America was a racist, oppressive country, which for them for a long time, that had, that had been their experience. The communists immediately saw that there are endless stories, endless connections between Soviet communism and... And Frank Marshall Davis and so many of these civil rights civil rights guys. Ob- one of Obama's mentors is Frank Marshall Davis, full blown communist. They infiltrated the civil rights movement early on. That's a crack we can fill up that crack and freeze it and break up America. They saw early on the climate change nutters were perfect for this because they're the people that might actually love death more than the communists themselves did. If you're some whack job who thinks an SUV is about to end America. The communists can see, well, wait a minute. These people will declare war on American prosperity. That's wonderful. We can fill up that crack and freeze that crack. The LGBTQ+, plus, who knows how many weirdo freak letters there are at this point in time. It's another great one. Another great one. America has this Christian founding, Ten Commandments in schools. Uh, I want to go uh, dance in leather chaps and wave pink boas around. Uh, these Americans, are. T- they're oppressing me and they won't let me wave dildos around in front of kids. We should we should do something about this isn't an equal. And so they filled up that crack. They knew plus they understood the LGBTQ Air Force portion of it would be perfect for the destruction of the family. Perfect. Feminism in the LGBTQ part, that helped them destroy the American family, which they knew they had to destroy. Communism from its earliest days always got involved and got in, uh, got inside the family and broke families up. Husbands would turn in wives. Kids would turn in parents. Famous stories from the Soviet Union about those things. So they used the feminism and the LGBTQ Air Force stuff to break up the family. They used the climate change people incredibly well to break up the economy. They wrote about this. You don't, This isn't my theory. They openly wrote about this stuff in the 70s and 80s about how they had to change tactics here. It's now cultural Marxism. It's communism. They just had to rebrand it. They're not out there speaking to the workers and the destruction of private property. That wouldn't work. They had to rebrand it. We didn't have worker cracks in our society. We had feminist cracks and civil rights cracks and LGBTQ Air Force cracks and, and climate change cracks. Communism became cultural Marxism because pure, e- purely economic communism was never a good sell here. So they found other cracks. And look, because we won't end up, you know, communism is demonic, so it will be very difficult to stamp that out for human beings to do. So there will be, in the next country, maybe even our country, there will be another version too. I don't know what those cracks are going to be. I can't predict the future, but I know they will find those cracks and they will fill them and free an attempt to freeze them and attempt to break up society. Cultural Marxism, communism. They're the same thing. Communism is just a little bit simpler because that's what it is. Makes sense. Smooth J steel. What Chris, you're going to need to borrow a boat pretty soon. So you can broadcast pirate radio off the coast. You know, People say that a lot to me that I'm gonna get kicked off the air and we're gonna definitely be banned from the air and most definitely banned from America. And I can't say that you're wrong at all. Uh, that's probably going to happen. Biden administration would probably storm in here one of these days while we're on the air and throw me in cuffs. However, that's the bad news. The good news is once I get out of jail, I'm gonna have the sweetest pirate boat, and we're gonna bro- what, Chris, we're gonna broadcast from our pirate boat. And the whole time during the thing, I'm going to be all, ahoy! And it's going to be so much fun. I'll keep using all these nautical terms that'll just be obnoxious. We'll try. Hey, Chris, when they arrest me, if they don't arrest you, would you please do me a favor and bring the soundboard We're changing along? changing people's lives! We're going to need a soundboard on the pirate. What? We'll need a soundboard on the pirate ship. And and I'll just be, uh, uh, matey, scrub the deck and things like that. It'll be so much fun. And if you think I'm not going to wear an eye patch from our pirate radio ship, why, Chris? Why not? All right? Why not? I'm going to live the pirate life. Oh, and I'll totally wear a sword. I'll totally wear a sword on the radio. Oh, that'll be so much fun. Then they'll probably come blow our boat up. Oh, well, it'll be fun until then. Jesse. I started listening to you in recent times. Wanted to thank you for doing such a great show. Wanted to tell you you earned massive respect from me yesterday when you were blasting Republicans in respect to not standing up for our gun rights. Then you said you want American people to own machine guns and missiles. I've been waiting for so, or so long for someone in the spotlight to say that. We should absolutely be able to easily own machine guns. My gun's not for hunting. Says I can use his name. His name is Tim I don't even know why that's not the position. The second amendment is there so you can fight the government. That that's not radical. That's what the founders said. They wrote that down. That's in writing. It's not obviously you know it's not about hunting. You already know that. It's also not about you protecting yourself like from a robber. That's a nice side benefit of having it. You should be in possession of weapons that will allow you to fight the government if the government turns despotic, tyrannical. They wrote about it extensively. That's why it's there. They knew one day a government would grow out of control because that's what government does and begin to oppress the people and they wanted you armed. Heavily armed, and I know you already know this, but that whole Biden campaign thing about you couldn't own a cannon, uh, that's a flat-out lie. Yes, you could, and private cannon ownership was quite common back in the day. Yes, you could. Why? Because they wanted you to be able to fight off the government. You should. You should be able to have a machine gun nest, belt-fed, sitting on your home. You should be able to have Stinger missiles. The fact that we've allowed these people to take away our rights and that Republicans have done this over and over again, it's pathetic. And boy, after that speech last night, I bet you're wishing you could potentially have some better weapons now, huh? As he stands there with the Marines in the background calling you a threat to democracy, everyone's getting a little more aware of that Second Amendment now, aren't they? By the way, when's the last time you practiced with your weapon? you going to practice this weekend? You think maybe... I think maybe it'd be a good idea to do some practice right about now. You know, with a Mantis X system, you can practice right inside of your home. You don't have to go to the range and spend money on ammo. You don't have to spend money on gas. Don't even have to get sweaty out at the range. Don't have to worry about hot brass going down your shirt while you do the hot brass dance. You can sit there and dry fire practice in your home with Mantis X. They will put you through drills. Drills, it's not just target practice. It's drills. They're giving you feedback. I don't care if you're a beginner or a super stud. Mantis X will get you better. It's what the Green Berets use for a reason. Why do you think the Green Berets use it? Go to MantisX.com and get one today. MantisX.com. Now is the time to train. Not fret. Train. MantisX.com. We'll be right back. Jesse Kelly. Back soon. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Final segment, and then it's Labor Day weekend, baby. I can't believe I have to go to a party tomorrow night. I don't. No, it's not on me, Chris. You'll figure this out. See, you're a newly married man. Everything is a balance, right? I don't have to do a bunch of things I hate, but inevitably, you're going to have to do some things you hate to do the same way she does, the same way she does. She's going to be dragged into a gun range every now and then. She just is. Does she want to go? Nope. She's going. Dudes, when dudes get off work on Friday, dudes want to go and do nothing maybe golf a little bit, maybe watch something, maybe read something. But when ladies get off work on Friday, they want to go enjoy social interaction, which is the last thing I want to do. So the wife committed us to some neighborhood party and I'll go. I will stand directly by the queso. I will avoid talking politics at all costs. However, that has become completely, Chris said, good luck. That's become completely, completely fruitless now. Because as, ev- as everything ramps up and things get crazier and crazier, people look at me and everyone knows what I do. People look at me as the one-stop shop to talk about politics, which is wild. It's wild. Look, I, I'm not complaining because I, ha- I don't even have a real job. I sit here and talk in the microphone. It's not a real job. But it is, it's weird, right? If you talk to a, a welder, Would you sit and ask him about welding the whole time? He just got done welding for 50, 60 hours that week. He doesn't want to weld anymore. When I show up at a party and I want to watch some college football and I want to Kamala down some chicken wings and I want to eat queso and other things, I don't want to talk about Joe Biden anymore. I want to talk about anything but politics. But it is what it is, Chris. It is what it is. What are we going to do? Look, life life. Life comes at you fast, okay. Life uh, used to be I would be able to go to these things. All they'd ask me about was RVs. Hey Jesse, got any good deals on RVs? You sell any RVs today? Now that was different, but oh, well, what are you gonna do? And now here's
0: a headline. By, go, you know the you know the thing.
1: Emails we didn't get to. Dear Doctor Kelly, what's your opinion of Woodrow Wilson? I've been listening to a podcast on Wilson and was curious what your opinion is about him and his presidency. Buenos Tardes, you know how the term racist gets thrown around way too much now? So now it's without meaning. Every time you hear the word, what do you do? It's the same thing I do. You roll your eyes. Okay, here we go. Racist again. Uh, Woodrow Wilson was actually a horrible racist, a terrible, terrible racist. You know how I tell you about the three things all our cultural leaders have in common? About how no love of country and no connection to the real world and an ironclad belief they should rule as kings and queens. That's Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson was a piece of crap and Woodrow Wilson got us into World War I, which we never should have been into in a million years. There's no way, there was no justification and Americans did not want to get into that war at all. Americans used to have, and we're getting back to this now, a very non-interventionist foreign policy. That's what the country was founded on. George Washington, in his farewell address, said, stay out of Europe's wars. They're always in a friggin' war over there. We're going to trade with everyone, and we're not getting involved. And that was the American foreign policy, not Republican or Democrat. That was the foreign policy of the country forever. But Wilson, again, thought he should rule as king, king, a king, He thought that you and the things you wanted were ridiculous. He's one of these kings. And so so he ended up getting us into that whole stupid thing. And then he was instrumental in absolutely screwing Germany over at the end of that thing, making daggone sure that some psycho with a creepy mustache would rise and kill about 6 million Jews and be responsible for, gosh, I mean, how many final deaths was the Nazi regime responsible for? Russians? I mean, we talk about the Jews, and rightfully so. Man alive, they killed themselves a lot of Soviets, too. A lot of them. Dear Oracle. Oh, by the way, Woodrow Wilson sucks. Dear Oracle, I just saw today that DeSantis suspended four county board school members for dereliction of duty. Why is he the only governor among 34 Republican governors in this country with the boldness to stand against communists? Don't the other governors see how much he's winning and gaining popularity? Don't they want to win, too? What's wrong with them? No, they don't want to win. By the way, he says I can say his name. His name is Ryan. They don't want to win. You you think that a lot of these Republicans are on your side or freedom fighters are fighting for you. No. Some of them do. No question. Some of them do. They always want to give the appearance they're fighting for you. They want to make it look like they're fighting for you. But in the end... They want to give themselves that golden parachute so in the end when they finally hang up their spurs, they can be welcomed inside the system where they will be taken care of financially. Need an example? Bill Barr went on TV today. Bill Barr. Trump's AG. Bill Barr went on TV today and said the raid on Mar-a-Lago was justified. He basically blamed it all on Trump. Why would he do that? That's crazy. Why would he do that? Bill Barr was only AG for a couple years. He knew he was going to want to leave that AG office and be welcomed by the system. You can't be seen as Trump's AG and welcomed by the system. So Bill Barr understands, dishonest as it may be. Hey, I just need to knife Trump in the ribs real quick and lie on TV. It's back in the country club, baby. No big deal. That's how it works. Oracle. Oracle. You need to see that Ron DeSantis is not going to run. The Republican primary will be Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Kristi no, Mike Pompeo, Mike Pence, Liz Cheney. Look for a Trump DeSantis ticket because they have already made a deal. Brother, I need you to hear me and hear me very well. And I cannot give you all the details. There are things I can tell you and things I cannot. When I get inside scoops, I tell you inside scoops. I have an inside scoop. I do not know for a fact that Ron DeSantis is running for president. I know for a fact Ron DeSantis is preparing to run for president. He is gearing up. He is putting together a presidential run campaign team. That is not me guessing. That is me telling you that as an absolute fact. What, what, Chris? Chris asks if I'm on the team. No, no, I'm on the team. You know, I'm not on the team. You know that I want to see him go in there and fight. Go earn my vote. DeSantis, go earn my vote too. I don't worry. Wave anybody's pom poms. I don't know whether he's going to run. I do not. I do not. That is, that's, that's the decision. I was told verbatim 70% chance he does run, but I do know with absolute certainty he's preparing to run. This dream of a Trump DeSantis ticket, think you need to let that one die. Both those lions think they should be the ones leading the pack. All right. Keep your chin up. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Turn off politics for a few days. Go smile. Come all at some hot dogs. Enjoy yourself. All right? That's all. So